0: Hi, I'm Mark McAllister. Welcome to Chats and We're here for a very special month. It's Godzilla Month. It's not Godzilla Month, it's Digimon Month. The other creature month, Pokemon? Yeah. Welcome to Pokemon Month. Pokemon!
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the third episode of Pokemon Month. My name's Satsunami and joining me today is the cat with handles himself, Martin McAllister.
0: <laughs> Martin, welcome back. <laughs> For anyone not having listened to our commentary of the Pokemon movie is going to be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Glad to be back. I wish you hadn't introduced me as that, but thank you for having me on.
1: <laughs> See, it's to keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more surprised by an introduction. Full
1: <laughs> commentary track available in patreon.com forward slash chadsunami. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you like my radio voice then? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Today we are indeed going to be talking about the Pokemon movie, which, oh boy. We are just, as of recording this episode, we have just finished watching it. Yep. This is probably the, I don't know, 100th, 150th time we've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> 151st. 151st of course. And not a film. I have to say, this is a film that I didn't really watch after I'd watched it when I was younger. And then, you know, maybe I checked it out once or twice growing up and then the turning point I think when I thought, maybe this isn't as good as I remember was when of course you had the bad movie nights and I go to yours and there was one night where it was just me that turned up and it was just you (laughs) and I and we decided to watch the Pokemon film and the Digimon film back to back and oh what an experience.
0: What was quite funny is when I said to people I watched the Pokemon movie at this bad movie club people were aghast, Uh astonished appalled. They couldn't believe that I had the audacity to say that the Pokemon movie was bad because like you I went to go see it during as we like to call it Pokemania we saw it in the cinema we were discussing that during the Country track but we both saw it as it came out either that week that release Pokemon movie was gigantic and it was such a moment in time that anyone who is our age believes this film to be incredible oh flawless cannot be criticized so today we're here to criticize <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't yeah. watched this film since you were a kid pause this podcast right now go to Patreon, <laughs> get the commentary track up go watch the film because you're in for a surprise <laughs> Yeah, that is very surprising, I have to say. It
1: is one of these films that you remember being amazing, and then you see the critics of the time, like especially, is it Siskel and Ebert?
0: Roger Ebert?
1: Yeah. They really tore into it. They said, oh, it's only good if you like the show Mm. and everything. If you like the property. I can see people (laughs) don't like it. But for anyone who doesn't know, or just needs a wee refresher, the story follows the... I am fascinated. (laughs) Are you going to tell this? What
0: is the plot of this film? He folded his arms and everything.
1: (laughs) So it follows the titular adventures of the psychic cat known as (laughs) Mewtion. Who is striking back. (laughs) Who is striking back. Why? We don't know. (laughs) The film never quite explains. So yeah, this film is a fascinating one. Uh, It follows basically the adventures of Ash, who gets a... I want to say an Evite... <laughs> <laughs> from Not local
0: single in his area <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly yeah spoilers for this film by the way but Not Nurse Joy and he ends up going to an island. he comes across this Pokemon who has become quite peeved at the world because he was experimented on I think we all would to be honest and yeah in his adventure to catch them all we decides that he with as far as I remember so this is kind of a wee bit headcanon going on here but I remember when this came out that's something we talked about in the commentary track there is a tie-in episode where we see the events of Mewtwo bursting out of the gym and he blows up he blows up Viridian Gym and he runs away all of that so it means that Ash at this point wouldn't have had all eight badges nor would he have challenged the league so what point in his head did he think I'm going to pull a Goku here (laughs) and I'm going to challenge the most powerful Pokemon trainer who is swinging his tail as it were (laughs) to say I have the biggest tail here I'm going to be the very best and Ash says not over my cold dead body are you going to say you're the best so he (laughs) Drowns (laughs) Drowns <laughs> going over to try and stop this. And person.
0: this is this is Ash. You see that he hasn't won all eight badges. Mm. Ash hasn't won any badges because the first two he gets given it a pity. It's like, like he beats Brock. Brocky gets clean, mm. but I think he gets Misty. Misty just gives him the badge. Lieutenant Surge yeah. just gives him the badge, and then, like he, so he barely beats any of the people on his on his roll. So unless Mewtwo was going to be like I'm the most powerful team in the world, but don't worry about it. Actually, it's you, Ash. He was going to lose regardless. <laughs>
1: I mean, do you remember how he got the rainbow badge? He straight up lies and <laughs> pretends to be a girl. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: wow, well, this is a hero of deception. <laughs> and then he stops it from burning down. That yes. was it? I think the only ones he really won were, I don't know if he did it with Koga, but he won it for Blaine because I think he threw. <laughs> Magmar, it's a volcano. (laughs) And say, give me your badge. So he's like pumped up. He's like, yeah, I'm going to beat this most powerful trainer in the world. And you're like, why though? Why are you doing this, Ash? You know, the anime cliche was like, I have to test my strength. (laughs) Like he's going in there with a squirtle and a Bulbasaur. (laughs) I love squirtle and Bulbasaur, but they are not tournament ready. Okay. They are a hundred percent. They're going to get bodied. And he's like, you've got these guys. So yeah, they end up, they go to the island. They find out, oh, plot twist. Mewtwo is there. Although you know, the film's called Mewtwo Strikes Back mm. If you weren't expecting Mewtwo I've got to ask, <laughs> what were you expecting? There's so much Like, this is something we talked about as well in the commentary There's so many deep moments in mm. this film Some amazing lines Like, for example, Mewtwo's line of Talking about what's well, not who you are at birth It's mm. what you do in this life that defines you Paraphrasing there But at the end of the day, it's like really deep stuff But then beside him, you've got a pink cat going around going meow, meow mew. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: there's a bit of a tonal shift, isn't there? And even the film itself, it's like, obviously I guess this might be an element of four kids yeah. or whatever, but the plot itself is pretty grim. Mewtwo is tortured and experimented on, forms this island using undisclosed amount of magic powers, then invites other trainers in, and starts trying to clone their Pokemon in order to kill them, but also ha-ha because Meowth got hair pulled off his butt and is really upset about it. You know what I mean? So there's <laughs> like that kind of like tonal shift as well of they're trying to get the comedy in with the tragedy and it's like maybe for a kid yeah Yeah, maybe for kids it's funny but like it's a tough balance and I don't think they nail it at all in this film no they 100% do not nail anything in this (laughs) film you're just kind of
1: sitting there like my god this is for kids right (laughs) as Ash gets killed spoilers again but Ash gets killed this is something again I was saying to you before but it's really bizarre the tonal whiplash Mm. in this film especially since I would argue that this is one of if not the darkest entries into the Pokemon world and Pokemon film Because, I mean, there is the dark elements in the third film, I want to say. The second one's just like a creep who's in a flying fortress playing chess, and he wants to catch birds so he can get an even bigger bird under the water. Really, really weird guy. The third one's about loss and things, (laughs) because you vaguely remember it's like a wee girl who loses her dad, but then she thinks Entei's her dad and everything. It's it's a strange, strange film, but again, you know, there's some elements there that are alright, but this is by far the darkest, because he talks about what it means to be alive, (laughs) what is my purpose in this life? And I know Oh there's bits and pieces and the Japanese Version that maybe fills it out, but I don't know if that makes it <laughs> any better. You know, because you still have those comedic elements. know you, yep. you still have meowth getting it
0: still punched. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. and everything. You still get those elements. So it's a strange one. But would you say, say in terms of when this film came out, so late nineties? I mean, generally about definitely late nineties. Would you say this is definitely like a product of its time?
0: hundred percent. I was, I was, was going to say yeah. the more we talk about this, the more it's like, but it worked for the kids. Yeah. The you know what I mean? Like, you, we talk about the critics, not like, can we talk about this? And it's, they were right. And I feel sorry for my retroactively feel more and more bad for my parents for as a kid. Me too. And I, I remember, yeah, I mentioned this in the comment track as well, but I remember loving this film. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was the greatest thing I ever made when I was a kid. So there's something, no matter how much we critique it, no matter how much we ransack the plot, whatever, no whatever, there's something about it that must have been good for us. Because,
1: I mean, it's something we pointed out, but the animation, yes. see, compared to the show, the show is like, I think I made the comparison of it's like South. Spark, <laughs> versus, I don't know, a Studio Ghibli film. <laughs> But, you know, it's terrible animation in the show compared to this where instead of showing the Pokemon, a PNG of it mm. just flying across the screen, it's like, oh no well, we'll sort of You're like, really, really. You're just going to repeat this several times, and they do it for effect. But in this film, you see the full like visceral action yep. and everything. And can I just say, one of the best things about this film, or best things to ever come out, is the not reimagining, but you know, the cover of the theme song, which is absolutely incredible when it goes over such a really hard
0: battle scene. And they know it's yeah. good. I always laugh in like James Bond movies where like they drop the soundtrack because they mm. know the scene's good. And yeah. this was the same. Yeah, yeah, it was, like yeah. they knew this fight scene was class, and they're like, we're putting this. Soundtrack over this because this is one of the best themes in this fight scene. Is that is honestly one of the highlights of the whole film? Yeah, is that fight scene right at the start? It has a brand new Pokemon in it that we've never seen before. And the scene, the fight scene's great, it doesn't really matter, it's just a bit of a ash showing off. But that's kind of what you need sometimes. You okay. hear us getting the showing off, and it's great, it's a great start to the film. So, so damn good
1: because <laughs> even today I'll listen to that and you still feel that kind of nostalgia. Yeah. But this is the thing though, it's almost like getting that chocolate bar, let's say, right? <laughs> you know, and the first time you eat and you're like oh this is amazing and everything but then you still have to stand in the room for another hour and a half okay maybe <laughs> not that long but you know you're sitting there thinking nothing's happening mm. and then by the end of it the guy who walks you in the room comes up and says you were never in the room and then walks away and you're like well no no I, I was I was here I had the chocolate bar at the start it's like yeah, yeah yeah I know that bit happened but anything after the first 20 mm. minutes and what I'm referring to is the fact that they have this moral lesson at the end which was something that was massive wasn't it in yeah. the 90s early 2000s is they had to have a strong moral message for kids which don't get me wrong I do appreciate but at the same time YouTube has this oh yes I know that you know you should use your life for good oh by the way I'm going to wipe your minds
0: yeah so the moral message isn't for Ash and the company it's for us watching it it's so weird that because these moral messages South Park would parody it with you know I learned something today Mm -hmm. they would say at the end of every episode Yeah. and that's what the joke was but Ash and his team they learn nothing from this film because the film is undone by the end of it because I could be wrong,
1: but I think the sequel to this film, and this is something I was saying to you as well, there's a sequel it's not called Mewtwo's Revenge, but something like that <laughs> Mewtwo something, but strikes back again, maybe, <laughs> Again, say. again uh, There's a scene in that where he goes to wipe their memory and they're like, Mewtwo, no! And he doesn't wipe the memory <laughs> oh. so they do remember, but I have to say, I find the retcons, this is a complete side tangent but I find the retcons of Mewtwo's the origin really weird, mm. because you get ones where it's like, he's voiced by a completely different person, I don't mean that. Dan Green sound like definitely sure. completely different person. it's like oh they can make evolve now and everything it's like what will you tell me there's multiple Mewtwo's and then in, I think the final anime I just saw the clip of it it's like oh look Ash writes Mewtwo and I thought huh, what kind of funny mm. channels made this up the Pokemon company oh no <laughs> so what are you like, doing
0: yeah so it's so weird have you watched the it's on Netflix I don't know who made it the there remake. is remake yeah, yeah. the CGI I, n- I haven't watched it I'm curious though if you've seen it and then how how does that compare to this one? Oh, so ugly. <laughs> Yeah, so it's that CGI. I I really dislike that style of animation to begin with, which is why I didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, it's not even nice CGI. Mm. Like, I can't remember it. It's been so long since I've seen it. But from what I remember, I just remember sitting through the whole thing going, the CGI is so (laughs) ugly. Because, I mean, say what you will about some of the animation in the show, Mm -hmm. this does look really good at times when they're swimming through the ocean to get to the tower, when they're trying to save their Pokemon and everything. You can't say this isn't visually appealing. Yeah, as a no, film, this
0: film is fantastic. And that. I
1: think that is probably one of the draws. And yeah. I can't believe I'm reducing it to eye candy,
0: essentially, but... But no, like getting to see the thing that you like, because mm. bearing in mind the TVs we had mm. when we were kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they, they were not good TVs, it was the... Oh, uh, well, CRT. Uh CRT style so it was... To see it on the big screen was such an upgrade, which might be, yeah, explaining right. a lot of why I think this film was so good before we mm-hmm. watched it.
1: It's just, it's so bizarre that you go from a thing that looks so good, and as we said, you know that would be the appealing thing and then yeah all of a sudden you've got <laughs> a film with no plot yeah you know just nothing it's paper thin i mean if i could think of a pokemon that was paper thin i would say about a, <laughs> i genuinely can't think of anything more paper thin than this plot because again i'm not even gonna accept see when people say because this is something we talked about when we talked about the beyond the games and the very first episodes of this month when we were talking about how all oh, pokemon's a franchise for kids and yep. things, but I don't accept it when it comes to the films and the anime as well, because there's hundreds of media out there, whether yes. it's Western, Japanese, there's lots that can appeal to everybody, it just doesn't have to appeal to the kids. And I have to admit, I'm sounding <laughs> like probably the critics at the <laughs> time, but you don't have to make something that's dumbed down. Like I wouldn't say
0: it's dumbed down because there are a lot of good moments in it, but they just pull it back. It's hard <laughs> to think what they would. Were- trying to aim for mm. because you're saying like did they dumb it down for the kids but then it's like well then the plot wouldn't have been so dark the plot would have been I don't know Mewtwo invites Ash over for tea, for tea and then they fight and then the film ends so, so it wasn't even like you know what I mean it would have been yeah. funny and it would have been childish yeah. it's not childish it's just I don't know if maybe they thought the animation was so good it would carry it so therefore they didn't need a film or was it a budget problem that they only wanted to animate two or three rooms but then I don't know if that saves money in animation you know yeah. I, I don't know that I've enough about animation to know but the locations in this film you have held oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have hills the inside of labs and in the stadium and then the elaborate tea room dining hall area. and that's kind of it there's a couple of docks but you know I mean, they, they keep the locations quite minimal and I don't know if that's maybe the trade off that they then had to have a really simple plot so maybe. they didn't have to move about a lot but then why? because they can just do what they did in the Pokemon show and reuse stuff and pretend that they'd moved location you know I and mean, it's yeah. animation lets you do stuff like that so the film itself is an and 15 which you know it doesn't need to be gigantic in terms of plot but you know something like Toy Story. That's maybe an unfair example because it's one of the great films I've ever made. Toy Story, but the plot for that is very, very simple. But it's not thin. A lot of things go on, and then the film ends. You know what I mean? This felt like the worst version of My Neighbor Totoro, where nothing happens, and then nothing happens some more. <laughs>
1: Because the thing is, when you have your cliff notes as one page worth, in fact, not even one page, you could probably fit that into half a page. Where Mewtwo gets created, yep. gets jaded at the world, yep. creates a evil layer. Heroes travel over to defeat them, They don't defeat them, They get back up again. Yes, they're never going to take me down. And then, <laughs> do
0: you see what I did <laughs> Yeah, and then but I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting though is a lot of the plot. I know you've been slightly facetious, but oh like, yeah, yeah, so small, yeah. But like a lot of the plot. Happens in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So the whole setup of them getting to that because I actually was confused when we were watching it because I was looking at the clock and we'd only been recording for half an hour and they were already fighting Mewtwo. Yeah. And I was like, there's 45 minutes of the film left. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, and it's like old dads in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> there's 45 minutes left. I could be watching the football. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap this up, lads. And then from that point on, mm. from that marker where they first fight Mewtwo, they do not leave that room. Mm. Essentially, they fight in the stadium and they go underground to the lab, which we've already seen by that point. So yeah. they're the two rooms for the rest of the 45 minutes. And I think that's probably what makes it feel longer, longer, yeah. but also so thin is because there's nothing yeah. that that's the end of the plot. The plot now is, fight, 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 a bit of chat that doesn't mean anything, fight, fight, fight Ash Dice comes back, fight, fight, fight and I love action movies, and I love fighting in movies, but you need to have a bit of sizzle to, yeah. to, you know, to pull it all along
1: because I mean, it's a bit like, I mean insert any Zack Snyder film in here but you know, it's like films that are heavy on action, mm. and then they expect you to care about the action when they haven't yeah. done nothing to develop it, it's a bit like the beginning of A Man of Steel, where you see Krypton blowing up, you see things, you know, people fighting and everything, it's like, oh my god, it's a spectacle but then you're sitting there like well why am I caring about this why do I have to care about this I do agree with the sentiments of some reviewers if you weren't a fan oh, of Pokemon yeah. you would hate this. You would 100%. But here's here's a funny question for you though. Would you say this film
0: is more or less nonsensical than the Digimon (laughs) film? Well, one thing I'll say in the Digimon film's credit, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Okay, overall I think Digimon is less sensical. Yeah. Because it's three films joined together. But one thing I will say in the, the, the Digimon film's thing that this film didn't do was they at least spent five minutes introducing the characters? Yeah, and I know the voiceover guy at the start. Of this is like, oh, by the way, this is Ash, and he travels about with Pokemon. Mm. But if you don't know what a Pokemon is, if yeah. you're coming into this completely fresh, I guess it's your fault, yeah. and you're not going to find out what a Pokemon is by the end of this film. Mm. And at least with Digimon, they were like, okay, a Digimon is this digital monster, and by the way, this is how they first met. This guy who put his computer on that day, and he turned up. Is it good? No, but at least <laughs> I know what a Digimon. I tell you that's a lie. I do not know what a Digimon is, but at least I understand where they came from. Well, this was just like, this is Ash. Let's get into it. So, if you weren't a fan of you, if this was your first exposure to Pokemon, like so probably a lot of these film critics, their exposure to Pokemon would have been by the way my kids watch this, yeah, and that Pikachu might be a Pokemon. Thank yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, that, that's like... Yeah. It, I'm thinking of, like, my gran or something. Like, yeah. well, what, would, what would she have thought watching this film? And it's like, no, they, they don't take you along for the ride. If you're not into Pokemon right now... That's a Tough luck. You're not getting anything out of this film. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> to be fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very much a like-it-or-lump-it film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. If you're not invested enough, then too bad coming back. <laughs> it's a shame. Mm. It is a real shame at times, because there is nuggets of a good film in there. Yeah. And I think it's something that I have to admit is very, very funny, which I'd never really thought of when I was younger. But you know how we made fun of, in the commentary track, we made fun of how it's called Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, <laughs> yes. Revenge of the Sith, etc. How bold does a film have to be for it to be called the first movie? Because it wasn't retroactively, I'm <clears throat> convinced of that, it wasn't retroactively called that. Because we even saw it in the titles, yes. it said Pokemon, the first Definitely. movie. Because you another film and they did the exact same thing. Duck. Really? Do you remember Doug's first remember Doug. movie? Uh. And as far as I know, I could be wrong. There's probably some
0: fan animation in it, <laughs> but as far as I remember,
1: Doug never got a second film. Uh-huh. So
0: my thing with the Pokemon, I think that actually anything's even more explicit than if they called it the first movie. Yeah, then maybe it should have done more for people that hadn't seen it before. But what is a bit bizarre to me about this whole thing, and I think maybe obviously times have changed, and it's hard to compare Pokemon and that era of anime to anime nowadays. But you and me are both quite big fans of. Of, well I am mean, My Hero Academia yeah. the first couple of seasons of that I think are some of the best anime ever made and we went to go see some of the films in the cinema those films are very similar to this that they're non-canon but they are an overarching plot of two hours long hour half half. hour it and it's not just an extended episode of the show yeah well I feel like this was pretty much written as an episode of the show and then they just kept adding to it rather yeah. than trying to it doesn't mm. feel like a film yeah. in the sense of like if this is the first film then maybe make, make it, more, it a cohesive, more spectacle. yeah, yeah make it cohesive of me it doesn't need to be I guess they wanted to have the big fight scenes but they're not epic in the sense of they are gorgeous and there's some great fights in it but they're not on a big scale so one of the things that My Hero Academia does really well sorry I won't go into My Hero Academia too much what they use the films for is things that will never happen in the TV show so there's certain moments in the movies that just can't happen in the shows because they're on canon and so maybe they could have done stuff like that they could have done I know like Pikachu talks in one of the films I think so they tried it later he does
1: in the later yeah. yeah
0: so they obviously tried that later they knew kind of like the people wanted to see certain things don't worry <laughs> I am here you <laughs> won't be stolen forever but like I feel like they could have maybe tried something like that that made it more grand it just felt like a big long episode where they stopped writing it halfway through <laughs> What you mean by the crayons of the producer's <laughs> Some came and they went and then they battle. Battle. How many times did they write battle? <laughs>
1: 152. Oh, sweet
0: Jesus. <laughs> but it does feel like just thinking of the Pokemon anime now that, now that I'm on this chain of thought. There's the fight with Lieutenant Surge in the anime, which is like episode 10 or something. It's quite early on. I watched it. This is one of the ones I watched. And you fight Surge, he loses, and they go train. Pikachu, will you take the Thunderstone? No. They go train some more and they fight him again. And that's the structure of this movie, which makes me think was this just an episode? or a TV or two episodes that they joined into a film and then gave it the gorgeous animation later, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, did they decide to make it a film after they'd already written it? I'd love to know
1: about that. Because that is something that is really annoying about the anime. As I said before, they do reference this film yeah. within it, but then they never reference it again. They just, <laughs> they really brush it off mm-hmm. because Jesse and James are like, oh, Giovanni, boss, are you okay? And he's just like, no, you fools. So that is really it. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing really much to it after that. Never brought up again until the made. TV film which I'm sure has like a terrible song attached to it but I could be wrong but you're right there's nothing really going (laughs) on it's just things happen but if you had to condense it do you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of one of these episodes where it's like we'll talk for or even with Andrew or Adam or so forth we'll talk for maybe an hour and a half or maybe two hours Mm. God forbid but by the time I've edited that that's down to an hour and a half maybe (laughs) an hour ten you know I've cut out like a huge chunk I'm a lot more ruthless than I used to be that's the kind of thing it's as if they just left the raw footage Yeah, it's, footage and, film. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's funny cause, and I guess it's maybe it's unfair on one hand for us to compare it with you know, I, like later anime movies and yeah. contemporary stuff because was this maybe one of the first anime films released in the cinemas in the west maybe but then films have came out so you know Studio Ghibli existed by this point so at the same time it's not like it was a brand new concept to make films based off of other things yeah. like Akira was out by this point so it's not like they'd done it before so I don't know maybe they were trying to play it safe and did not want to do anything too weird but then it's such a conundrum now that I'm actually trying to think about what do you think they were trying to achieve? Money. (laughs) (laughs) But then they would have made it at least rewatchable.
1: Because I mean this is trending over and this is an episode we definitely have to go back to at some point but Pokemania was a massive thing especially in the 90s and the early 2000s. I say this all the time but I cannot emphasise how big it was. Mm. It was just it was everywhere. It was all because I made a joke in the commentary track. Oh no you after my spaghettios It was genuinely like tomato shapes yep. shaped like Pokemon there was oh god there was pencils with Pokemon just trying to think like there's it's so everything. yeah just any kind of product Pikachu will be on it and it was absolutely I mean they even had cars and planes for god's sake yep. like, with Pikachu's face on it still do it was that popular so for them to make a film it wasn't exactly out of left field no, for to- totally get making the yeah. film I guess it's more
0: just why like what is purpose why did purpose make yeah, why did they make it like that?
1: <laughs> Going back to what I said before, and I know I'm repeating myself here, but it just it feels as if they had a great idea. Because seriously, all of the Mewtwo stuff, yeah, I'm really fascinated with. Totally. And I know there's a lot of like backstory and probably scenes that they've cut or brought back together, but to come out with that, though, that's the thing, though, mm. to come out and be like, oh, let's put this existential crisis <laughs> against the colourful world of Pokemon, it just it doesn't matter. Well, I know what they're trying to teach kids. And maybe this is me seeing this from a British perspective, because we have a lot of dark media for kids that deals with these very sensitive topics. We are just recording this off the back of Christmas as passed a couple of months ago there. So we have a programme called The Snowman, which we both know that programme, but that is a child-friendly way to talk about the concept of death and things for children, to say things won't last forever. But it's okay. Enjoy the time. Blah blah blah. I can't believe I'm going this morning. Yeah, but. With this, it's Mewtwo having an existential crisis, being like, what is my purpose? I have been relegated to Mewtwo. That's an interesting thing as well, because yeah. Mewtwo, obviously, other than branding, of course, he is not his own thing. No. You know, like, I mean, physically, obviously is, but a name, he's called Mewtwo. Yeah, you It's like, it if I, yeah, it's like, if I was a clone of you, be known as Martin <laughs> 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 You know, it's something that's absolutely, it's insane to hmm. think it's in a Pokemon film, but it's such a deep and very interesting interesting plot point and I'm not saying that Pokemon films have to be this deep melodrama no. or whatever it can still be fun and the tone they set with the opening fight scene yeah. but and by opening fight scene I mean the Ash one yeah, not yeah. the one where Mewtwo nukes <laughs> the whole side one of people also that is something actually because we were talking about how Mewtwo essentially time travelled and reset the clock and that is something I didn't realise that Did he set it back to that point but he didn't set it further back where they blew up
0: the the lab and killed all those innocent scientists it's like stop invincible Mewtwo <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about Mewtwo in that concept because so this Mewtwo isn't the Mewtwo from the games because it can't be because Mewtwo in the games can't travel through time yeah and Mewtwo Mewtwo <laughs> yeah. from the games is just a Pokemon this isn't just a Pokemon right I know it's been stupid to make that yeah. real but you know what I mean this isn't the same level of Mewtwo but what is so bizarre as Mewtwo and this just he is whatever he needs to be at that point yeah. in time so we were laughing because he summons a thousand Pokeballs at in mid and then those Pokéballs can catch other Pokéballs, and those Pokéballs seem to be sentient, or yeah. some kind of tracking on them. You can time-travelly build this magnificent building, and it's like, how are you made from Mew? And then does that mean Mew's also like... Does Mew
1: have a mansion
0: in the middle? Yeah, of it? Is Mew able to build mansions and go back in time? And it's that problem where they just keep expanding his powers and never tell you. But then if you can do all that, why did he need a cloning machine? I'm sure they explain that in the film, but you know what I mean? like In terms of like, the levels to it all, it just keeps expanding, and it's like... Well, I mean, I think they
1: Crazier thing is the fact that Mew lives in South America.
0: No, no, that's
1: fair. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could be wrong, but I'm sure that's what the old lore used to be. It that was, yeah. Yeah, he came from South America and he was found by like the researchers or the murals were found by the yeah. researchers. Pokemon lore before they actually got a real lore <laughs> was crazy. But yeah, just chilling in the Amazon. And then he's like, oh yeah. Does he have a big mansion? Is that what the pyramids in can only <laughs> South America so. are made of? Did he make them? Obviously. No, I can only assume so. Did people sacrifice people? And the name of Mew You know There's so many questions And so few answers <laughs> To be honest There really is isn't it? As I said It's just So many interesting ideas But not enough To support it I would say They like, never bother To explore them If this was A two part episode Maybe Then they probably Could fit this all in At yeah. once But then again I wouldn't like see the upbeat music That they get For the battles Where Ash just getting Like pummeled
0: by music <laughs> It's
1: like do 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 do
0: Do do One thing Thing, just because you mentioned pummeling, you know, I want to talk about this real quick. So, the, one of the big lessons of this film is that Pokemon fighting each other is bad because they bit the bit with the clones and they all fight each other. And I know this is old ground and everyone's yeah. spoken about this, but I feel like it is worth mentioning that they try to make out that Pokemon shouldn't fight each other. They absolutely should. That's the entire concept of the game. Presidential picture. Right <laughs> <then>? <laughs> I'm sick of these people in 2023 saying that Pokemon shouldn't fight each other. It's 2024. They should. Damn soft Pokemon. Um, soft Pokemon. They're going woke. <laughs> Damn <laughs> the lock <Lux> screeners. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the fact that one of the moral lessons they tried to get across is Pokemon shouldn't fight and they have this big sequence where everyone's really upset because they're all fighting. That's what you're doing with them anyway. I don't know why it's different because they're fighting clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cried in Star Wars. <laughs>
1: nobody cried a man of <laughs> again it goes back to that 90s early 2000s thing of oh we're we gonna have a moral message and everything yep. which again I can understand why and I think it's a really good thing to have it's just a shame it's in this Pokemon
0: it, and it's just a shame it doesn't really work in the context of the film they're trying to tell you about they glorify the fights at the start with Ash and this team Magma slash Aqua yeah, whoever yeah. he is Mr. America
1: yeah that's exactly the thing they start off the film with a yeah. big battle scene I mean is that Dolphin okay after he got <laughs> final <laughs> flashed by and then yeah there's a Machamp that got yeah. I don't know he's allergic to bubbles yeah you know he's yeah. dead that Gollum must have been Rest in
0: peace.
1: yeah he got electrocuted and that's like a big thing people moan about yeah. or not <laughs> moan about but they point out damn yeah, people moaning, my <laughs> moaning about my people moaning out being electrocuted <laughs> <laughs> there's also the other small minor nitpicks like oh he calls Pidgeot Pidgeotto yeah. Scyther's Alakazam suddenly Alakazam gets his spoons bent can't eat cereal anymore that guy was raging he for the psychic ones. <laughs> It's like my spoons Not the spoons <laughs> That was probably a big middle finger <laughs> <laughs> probably was to be fair So see overall Not even talking to Casual viewers Because I get the feeling That you wouldn't recommend This no. film to anybody Who wasn't a Pokemon fan But for Pokemon fans And nostalgia people Would you recommend This still re it?
0: Everything about this film Should make me say no But I almost suggest You should watch it So you know Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, I, know, yeah. I, know, I don't want that to sound mean But it was so fascinating To go back And like I said I also watched the Pokemon show back and i also thought that was pretty terrible watch it back and then phone your parents up and apologize i just thought it was fascinating and i kind of feel like you have to watch it back i feel like it's a duty now but if you want to preserve it and leave the memories alone i wouldn't blame you but i feel like if i hadn't watched it back and someone said to me this film's terrible i would never have believed them and i feel like by knowing like by watching it back at least i know they were correct and, and, and kids were dumb and we were wrong i don't know i can't recommend it but i feel like i have to tell you to go watch it
1: yeah no, I was agree with that. It's just such a strange strange film yeah. to go back and revisit because as you said a lot of people say oh I loved this film yeah. when I was younger and there's a lot of things I liked when I was younger that have revisited and I've gone oh no this is, <laughs> this is absolutely terrible who would like this and then you realise oh yes my stupid self back in the day but yeah I can't say that I 100% would say oh you're going to have a blast with this no, film. you For nostalgia sake and revisiting it like I don't think there's any harm for it. This isn't the one worst film you're going to go back and you know see but mm. it's not really any better <laughs> it doesn't get better when you re-watch it through an adult's lens and you go oh this is terrible but if you still enjoy this film as always all I've all said this before yeah. yeah exactly all power to you for liking it still and still enjoying it because you can still enjoy it we roughed on it quite a bit but at the same time you know I think and again this goes back to a point we've made hundreds of times but if it was a boring film mm. which don't get me wrong it does get kind of dull at times but it's got good moments yeah it's like You've, it's got things to talk about if you didn't have that then you know that's the cardinal sin of bad films if you can't say anything about it it's not worthy of being a film to talk about but at least you can talk about things in the film you can talk about the good the bad so yeah go check it out go check it out again just to see but for the love of god do not watch the Netflix one I'm not saying this because it's like oh I'm a Pokemon purist but genuinely from what I remember I just remember watching it being like the animation this is just so ugly and it's not even like oh it's like cool on the nation mm. with and just- ugly. In fact, I'll tell you why, I think the Pokemon models are alright, but the humans just look like robots. Five Nights at Pokemon. Five Nights at Mewtwo, sorry. That's the (laughs) I should have led with. But on that note, Martin, thank you so much
0: for reliving this film with me. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say a pleasure it wasn't exactly, but it was a good time and thank you for having me
1: on. So, of course, next week we will be going on to the last episode of Pokemon Month, but if you want to check out our previous episodes of the month, as well as other collaborations we've done, you can check us out at chatsanami.com I also want to thank our Pandalorian patrons Robotic Battle Toaster and Sonia thank you so so much for supporting the show if you want exclusive content as well as the full length audio track or our full thoughts on the film <laughs> as well as our general musings because I think we had a lot more general musings <laughs> this time around yeah you can check it out on patreon.com forward slash chatsunami. but until next time stay safe stay
0: awesome and most importantly I see now that this- circumstances of one's birth are relevant (laughs) (laughs) it is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are I mean I was going to say hydrated but that's Uh, that's even better Sorry, stay hydrated. Oh yeah,
1: that too. Welcome to Chatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Chatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're
0: an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our subseries Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit. Bay Blade series.
1: If that sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all big podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. Hello, my name's Alan. And my name's Robin. And we together broadcast Radio Leaving 372.
0: It's a podcast... Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely garbage at this... Point. Hello, my name's Alan. And I'm Rowan. And this is Radio Leaving 372.
0: A podcast from our pub shed in our garden, the Debuckety Scooty.
1: And we're available across all the platforms that you listen to your podcast on.
0: So join in and listen to our inane banter.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.